Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And everyone, welcome back. It's Jay Scott, and it is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Thanks mm-hmm. again for tuning in. We always do appreciate when you do. Please write us a review, particularly a five-star review when you're done listening. We do appreciate it. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts, including the official Metallica podcast that you can catch on PantheonPodcast.com. <laughs> as well as on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pantheon Pods. And you can do the same on all three of those platforms with The Hook Rocks. Please give us a follow and also subscribe or like wherever you podcast. We've got a great lineup so far in uh, to start the new year off. We began with our top 25 albums of 2023, a two-part series that uh, just breaks down like over 200 albums and just talks a lot about new music. And we're not rock elitist here or music elitist where we focus on things that really no one's ever heard of. We're rock fans. We talk about rock music. So please enjoy those episodes as well as the recent interview with Joe Satriani, Todd Damakerns, Sophie Lloyd, the guitar player for Machine Gun Kelly, the Gems, the great female Swedish band from, uh, from Thunder Mother, three, uh, the three gals who left Thunder Mother after the Scorpions tour. And most recently, please check out the interview with Scott Holiday of Rival Sons. My next guest I had on a few years ago, way back when we first started this this uh, this podcast, and uh, he was a member of one of my favorite bands growing up, 
and that is the band Dokken. And I've had Don on in October, I had George on in November, and I'm secretly plotting the reunion of the Dokken lineup. No, I'm just kidding. But um, it is Jeff Pilsen, and we've got some music to talk about. And what's happening, man? How are you? Well, hey, great to be here. Thank you for again for doing this. Thank you for the time. I do appreciate it. We've got some new music uh, that you're involved with to talk about. It's Revolution Saints and their new single, and End Machine as well. Um, two things yeah. kind of going on at once. Yeah. What, you know, when you're involved in these projects, obviously you did the album with Revolution Saints last year, and you've been doing the stuff with End Machine. You've got a relationship with George that is just, you know, decades long. When you're choosing projects like this how do you choose them what what does it take for you to be interested in them well uh musical compatibility and you know something that excites me musically um and people that excite me i mean you know with revolution saints when i got the call um you know to work with dean and joel you know that's that's a no-brainer i mean i knew them both personally and i'd worked with joel so i knew how great he is how professional he is and just i mean joel is just outstanding i mean you you there's no you couldn't say anybody is a better guitar player i mean he, he's really he can do anything he's just phenomenally writes and he's great he's a hell of a great guy um that's a no-brainer dean's voice i love dean's voice i mean i love his drumming i mean his drumming is world-class the best and everything else but to have that voice on top of it his voice moves me and and it was so the the opportunity to work with those two guys that was easy absolutely you know of course i'll do it um with m machine you know i mean it takes nothing to get george and i to want to work together we you know we do it all the time um because we we just have a great chemistry we have a great time making music and we always feel like what we come up with is you know that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts and that's that's kind of that's why I do this, you know. I mean, there's there's you know, it's not for the money or the fame or anything like that. I do it because I love it, and um, and 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 I just love that. So all the projects, Black Swan, Revolution Saints, M Machine, they're all people I love to work with, music I love to make, and uh, just a, a a great a great collaboration, and that's what I long for. When you think about the relationship with you and George, I mean, there has to be. A extreme level of comfort there too, as well. You guys really know each other. Yeah. Um, you, you, yeah. you know what makes each other tick. And that's got to be great in when you're involved in the creative process, when you've got someone, when you look at someone and you've known them for 40 years. That's got to be yeah. incredible. Well, it, it is. And it, it is comfort. There is definitely some comfort there. And then there's just the, you know, the brutal honesty is great. I mean, you know, we can be really, really honest with one another and um, there's, there's no barriers, you know, it's just, it's kind there's no egos. There's no nothing. We, we come in, boom. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's a great feeling. Um, and just, you know, the musical mind reading, that's, that's really cool stuff too. Did you ever think when Dokken disbanded that you would, continue to working with George for this long period of time, because in the music industry, it's very hard to maintain relationships just because, you know, once you're not in a band anymore or you're moving on to different projects, you get pulled in different ways. It's hard to stay in touch. It's hard to stay on top of those types of things. But again, did you ever think that you'd still be creating music with George 40 years later? Well, nobody ever thought in terms of 40 years later. I mean, when we, 
you know, when we broke up in 89, you know, actually, I, my, I, I did hope to be working with George. You know, that the, my hope was that uh, we would join forces after Dokken, and then it, for various reasons that didn't happen. But I think in the back of my mind, I kind of did know that I'd work with George again, just because we had a real solid chemistry. And we we maintained our friendship, you know, even when he went off with the lynch mob and, you know, we went our separate ways. We still maintained contact and, um, you know, and I, I, I loved lynch mob. So I was a big supporter, like, yay, yay, yay. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm surprised, but who could have guessed it would go on this long? I mean, you know, <laughs> no, I don't think anybody could have guessed that at the time. And the music is, is still great, right? I mean, I think you guys, because of the relationship, push each other. I mean, you know, I look sure. at I look at George's playing because obviously, you know, the guitar player is always front and center with with music, especially with rock. Yeah, yeah. And I'm amazed at how he still looks to stay out of the box and and, right. and he does. keep he evolving. Does. Yeah, and yeah, and no, think, he's he's the real deal. Yeah, and and I I imagine too with when when he's working with you there's that comfort where he feels it's okay to do that. Cause I think maybe sometimes you get involved in projects and that, that artist or that producer wants George to be what George was 30 years ago. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know if he's that same player anymore. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's great have, though. Yeah. No people, people evolve. I mean, I think the comfort when, when he and I work together is, you know, oftentimes we do have a specific thing that we're trying to achieve. And I think he kind of trusts me in guiding us down what he, what he would also agree would be the right path. Um, because, yeah, he wants to go out of the box. He wants to try different things. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know. So he kind of, I think he trusts me in that respect. And that's kind of one of the functions that I perform when we, when we do work together. Um, because that's the whole secret right there. Keeping it fresh and yet keeping it in line with what, people are expecting you know there's i mean there it's a product you're you know end machine is a is a product and we do want to come up with something that we know the fans are going to like um but it has to be from our hearts and it has to be real and it has to be something that we feel you know inspired by so that's the whole trick keeping it fresh and inspired while yet still kind of following the path that we've created and that's that's a that's a tricky thing, but yeah, I think I think when George and I get together, we trust each other to kind of stay in that zone. My definition of end machine is it's very modern, right? It's 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 relevant sounding, but it also to me, if Dokken continued for these last forty years, this is probably what it would sound like. Well, and that's kind of what we feel too. I mean, we feel like. Because, uh, you know, especially when George and I do get together to write music, we do have a thing that we kind of come up, tend to come up with. Um, and we've varied and we've gone off in different directions over time because we're artists. And we want to do that. But there is something that we come up with and we know when we're in that zone. Um, and and yeah, I feel like I mean, why wouldn't it sound like talking 40 years later? Because it's the same guys writing the music. So, <laughs> you know, kind of makes sense. And that's where Garish is such a godsend to this whole thing because he brings in an element you know i think he was a i think it's safe to say he was a docking fan as well as all those other great bands from the era and so he brings that fan knowledge to it that's pretty cool 
Um, and yet he himself has such a distinct and unique talent. Um, and it it is a younger, fresher perspective. So I think it's the perfect combination of elements to get that sound that we're looking for, which, yeah, if it sounds like docking 40 years later, we're very happy with that. I remember when I read the news that Gersh was joining M Machine, and I was a big fan of Gersh and the Chronicles. And good, I I thought that it was just a perfect match to yeah really to really kind of collaborate and do this project. Well, that's how we felt. I mean, um, when we heard his voice, um, you know, Serafino from Frontiers, you know, is the one that kind of turned us on to him. And uh, when we heard his voice, uh, we were pretty sure, and we knew some of the stuff he had written. We were pretty sure it was going to work, but uh, you you never really know until you do it. But man, did he ever come through. Wow. The guy is just amazing. When you turn to Revolution Saints and you hear the music for that, it's it's music that really isn't appreciated more these days. Right. I mean, it's you know, you've got a lot of different subgenres and, and pop music is completely different and rock music is completely different. And there's not really a big corner for melodic rock in the u.s you know i mean it's very it's a european thing now it's other countries that still appreciate it but in the u.s you don't hear that music like the journey as the foreigner type stuff that was really popular late 70s throughout the 80s right and hearing that music again you can't help but feel good when you hear it because it's it was a wonderful part of music that for whatever reason, is no longer viable, and that's a shame. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I think you're you're right as far as it's very underappreciated. I mean, you know, listen, the U the U S tends to be uh, more um, more gimmick or uh, what, what trend oriented than than Europe. Europe Europe is very you know when they like something they just like it. Period. They don't have to worry about whether it's cool or not. Um, in the U.S., there's a trend thing going on, and and the business in the U.S. is geared towards that trendy thing. So, so yeah, it, there's not a lot of business opportunities for melodic rock, so it it becomes more rare, and people don't hear it as much. And I agree with you. I think it is. I think it's a very relevant, valid music, um, but the the machinery in the U.S. doesn't gear to it. So I agree with you there. Um, I think that's why bands like Revolution Saints just need to keep doing what they're doing. Um, I do think there's a bigger audience out there that hopefully somewhere will find, because I think there's a lot of people that just don't know about this stuff that would love it if they heard it. So my hope is that people like yourself who are promoting, uh, that more and more of that can happen. Um, and, and, and I hope we can reach a bigger potential audience because I really do feel it's there. Why do you think the quote unquote machine has dismiss that genre i mean because it was so big and it was so popular and it created so many great songs and bands and it's like why can't we still have this because the backlash that happened in the early 90s to all that kind of stuff was so severe that it really affected the business uh and it, it affected the business model and how business was conducted and it changed things so um yeah i mean the Again, the machinery reacts to the trends, and it shouldn't be that way. The machinery should be its own, its own path, but it's it's not. It rea- I mean, I, I guess I guess that makes sense because they're just trying to make money, you know, and so they're going to just re- re- reflect that. Um, 
which is why b- labels like frontiers are so important because they're they're representing this music unapologetically and that's what needs to happen um how how much bigger it can grow i don't know but i do believe it can grow more and i know frontiers is committed to to trying to make it grow more so so again i think it's a it's a matter of coercing whatever out of the machinery we can to uh to increase the uh exposure and promotion for this kind of music um Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. There's probably a ceiling to it, but I think the ceiling is further away than where we're at now. And let's just hope it can be. I've had this conversation quite a bit on this podcast about the machine. And when you look at today's music versus the past, the past is so important and integral to what is happening now in music, right? I mean, without what happened in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, a lot of the stuff that is popular would not be. yet. The machine forgets about that, right? It doesn't, it doesn't value that like the, like the fans do and say, Hey, you know, I mean, the fact that the Beatles can release a single this in 2023 and have so many downloads and like Led Zeppelin is probably more popular than they were when they were around. And these yeah. bands, you know, that are, are, are continue to have this resurgence. And there's a reason for that because they wrote great songs. They were great performers. They moved the needle and right. it's like, someone flicked a switch and just said no more. And it's like, I don't understand. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. And I mean, again, it's all about money and it's all about, you know, greed and, 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 you know, once, once rock stopped selling, once current rock stopped selling, I, you know, I think the machine just, they did hit the off switch. Uh, ignoring the catalog sales of gigantic bands. I mean, even Foreigner, we still sell massive catalog. We're still way up there in the catalog sales. You know, at one t- at one point, I know we were number seven in Legend in uh, Legacy Act sales. I don't know if that's still the case. It goes up and down. You know, it shifts. Um, but yeah, there's 
there's a that's again that's why I say there's I think there's a huge market out there uh, for people that love this music, but the exposure to new music is so minimal. You know, from I mean, like the Beatles were lucky. I mean, they you know they, I mean they're a big enough band that when they come out with a new single and they're they're able to and they did saturate the media. You know, they really did, and they did come out on a major label and all that. So. Um, they had the promotion machine behind them. <clears throat> I don't know if Led Zeppelin came out with a new song, they'd probably get something like that. Um, but it would have to be Led Zeppelin with Robert Plant and, you know, it would have to be that. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think the machinery just makes the calculation. No, it's, it's old. We're not going to get behind it. Um, and I think that's a mistake. I think that there is a way bigger market for it. Um, but again, I think that's why Frontiers is so important uh, and and why I just hope Frontiers is able to raise the stakes. And I know that that's a, what they're trying to do. Let's see if we can get to those people who would potentially love this music, but they just don't know about it. And that's that's the goal. I think that is coming sooner rather than later. And the reason why I think that is because when you look at the mm-hmm. landscape of bands that are touring, a lot of these legacy acts, namely Foreigner, Foreigners, you know, finishing up their farewell tour this year, there's going to be a vacuum of fans with no bands to go see. And they're going to turn to something that is part of that familiar sound that they like. And I yeah. think that, I think eventually, I think within the next decade, you're going to see more more fans because of the lack of new new music coming out with the Legacy X. Try to seek out bands that are part of that genre that they love. Well, I hope so, and I I, I think you're right. Um, and yeah, there probably will be a vacuum for live performance, but I, you know what? Somebody will fill it. Somebody will figure out a way to fill it. And and you know, I mean, perhaps. I mean, maybe tribute acts will get really popular. That's that that would make kind of sense. Um, who knows? I mean, I think because uh, people are still going to want to tour and people are going to still want to. I mean, as long as there's money in it, people are going to do it. So if there's a vacuum to fill where there's money to be made, somebody will do it. For you, you know, as I just mentioned, Foreigner is completing their farewell tour this year. Ha- have you decided what path you're going to go at once? Reformer is done touring. Well, I mean, not completely. I mean, I, I, there are still open, open-ended questions. I mean, I, I know that Foreigner's not ending. I mean, you know, we're, what we're doing is we're, we're not going to be doing the long nine month tours anymore. That's basically what we mean by a farewell tour. So starting in 2025, if we play, which hasn't been a hundred percent worked out yet, but I have a feeling we're going to do some shows in 2025, but they're going to be select dates. Um, you know, probably corporate shows, things like that. Um, maybe in a concentrated period of time, who knows? Uh, but, um, there's also new music that Foreigner has not finished that I would, I would love to see finished. And so I'm hoping that in 2025, we can do some of that. That would be great. Um, even if it's just a couple songs, I'd love to release those. And I think the organization would love to. We just have to make sure that the songs are up to the quality, you know, to the standard that you know has been set. Um, and then I, I have, a, you know, I do love to record and produce in here. So um, probably more of that will be happening for me in 2025. Um, 
my schedule will open up. So maybe there's possibilities of somebody like Revolution Saints or M Machine doing shows. Although I always I always like to put the cautionary tale that logistically those things are very hard to pull off. Um, but there will be more time. And like, for instance, George, is, you know, George is doing his farewell tour with the lynch mob this year. He doesn't plan on doing long tours with the lynch mob anymore. So he may have more time in 2025. And if that's the case, uh, maybe we can do something. Who knows? Is there, for you, being in this business so long and and having that 2025 approaching where you're going to have a lot more time, more time than you've probably had in the last 40 years, right? Does with that unknown, does is that worry you? Does it excite you? How do you feel about that? Not a little of all. I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited by it. Um, because I I'm really ready to not be on the road nine months a year. That that much I'm very, very excited for. I wouldn't say worried, um, because I know I'll have plenty to do. Um worried's not the right word. What's the word? Uh just Anxious, a little bit anxious, you know, I guess is the word because I because there are unknowns involved. But but the excitement outweighs the anxiousness because I'm really excited to have a little bit of an open ended schedule. I mean, that would be wonderful to to have that. Um, but who knows? Projects can come along. And and again, I'm you know, I, when I'm in here, I'm a happy guy. So we'll see. And if all else fails, Jeff, I mean, there's always yard work to do, right? Uh, yes, although I'm really bad at it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely the, the honey-do list is is pretty large here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that moment comes when Foreigner, you know, gets off the road and, and um, you know, you're figuring out your 2025, do you have, I mean, obviously you mentioned with Revolution Saints, the people that you work with, you know, M Machine, all that kind of stuff, um, Black Swan. Yeah. Is there a... Is there a, a a thing that a project has to have or something has to have for you to be a part of besides oh, this, besides this, the people? Yeah, no, it has to be musically exciting to me. Um, you know, if somebody came up and said, you know what, I want to do uh, a Dixieland project. Um, you know, I mean, I'm I, actually, I take that back. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in all kinds of music, but I mean, the point being, uh, I have to be excited by the prospect of the music that it's going to produce. And, and, um, and in all the projects I'm in, I think the music's great. So of course, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's about the, the music and, and what it's going to be. Are you more inclined to pick a project where you have more of a creative responsibility in it versus one that's kind of set up and the infrastructure is already there? Not necessarily, because with Revolution Saints, I was joining a project. And with Revolution Saints, I only play bass. Um, I don't have to produce. It's a whole other thing. Um, the, you know, the records, the two records I've done with them, the, the songs were already written. We are talking about doing some writing with Joel and I being involved with the writing for the next one, which, which would be great. I, I'd love that. But it's not, it's not a it's not a, a make or break thing for me where I have to be involved. Because it's kind of nice coming in and just playing bass too. That's kind of nice to be to be able to kick back and just be the bass player. Uh, so no, that's not part of the criterion. Um, the other projects I'm I'm in, I am more involved as a producer, which I love as well. So I, I just kind of I take each project by its own merits and whatever role I'm to play in it. Um, 
as long as I'm comfortable with it, I don't mind what that role is. When you work with, you know, George, you know, you mentioned the Revolution Saints and Machine has you, you have more part of the creative process. You then you do something like the heavy hitters, you know, one and two there too as well, and you're selecting cover songs. How do you how do you and George pick through stuff to do when you guys do something like that? We uh well we we just brought in both of us just brought in a huge list, and so did Brian Tishy, the drummer. He brought in a bunch of ideas too, some of which we did. Um and we just we we just kind of you know, we take the list and we start at the top and, you know, we sit around with a couple of guitars and, you know, can we come up with something that kind of works with this? And, oh, hey, I got a drum beat. And, you know, I mean, that kind of thing. We just and it's really fun because the structure of the song is already together and it's already a great song. So if you start with a great song, it's it's just a matter of how do you interpret it? And if we feel we can interpret it in a way that we're doing it justice and, and coming up with something cool, that's how we pick it. And, then, and we just kind of went through one by one and did that. You know, I, I mentioned early on in the conversation, I spoke with George in November, had Don on in October. It sounds like, you know, the train has left the station with any hopes of the the members of Doc and reuniting for any shows or tour. Is that kind of how you way you see it too as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of, I kind of detach from it. Um, uh, I know those guys have done shows together, and I don't think there's going to be a whole lot more of those for some reason. But I don't think I don't think it's animosity, really. It's not. It's not that. It's just. I mean, Don has his record out, and you know he wants to promote that. Um, and I think Don wants to retire soon. I mean, he's seventy. Um, and uh, so my my attitude is, I leave the door open only because there is a part of me. I will be honest that would love to do one last Dokken record and really do it right. Um, but the logistics of that, I recognize, are very difficult. You know, Don lives in New Mexico now. Um, I I can't see either one of us traveling to work together long enough to collaborate. And I would my interest would be in us collaborating to do it. Um, but having said that, who knows? I mean, I know that if George and I got in a room to write a docking record musically, that we would have no problem with that. Um, and I think George kind of feels the same way. If it could happen, great, but um, looks logistically difficult. And if it doesn't happen, I'm not disappointed either. Um, but like I say, I, I would love to do one last record. If we did shows, that'd be great. But I kind of don't, I just, yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's on the plate. So my answer is I'm open, but you know, I don't see it happening. So we'll see if that is the case. Right. And, and that doesn't happen. Or if it, even if it does happen, are you comfortable with the band that you're known mostly for the Dokken band? You know, are you, yeah. are you comfortable with their legacy that you're a part of? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm very proud of our legacy. Um, but I would, you know, that's why if we did one more record or if we played, I would want it to be good. <laughs> and, and, up to the standards of our legacy, um, which I think would happen because when we, when we did a song in 2016 together, I mean, the chemistry was instantaneous and it worked great. And we collaborated just like we did. I mean, our chemistry was there. So I believe, I believe we could do it. I believe we could come up with something great. Um, uh, but like I say, the logistics, I think get in the way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm very comfortable with our legacy. And if if it didn't happen, yes, I'm I'm comfortable. You know, we 
I mean, we've stood the test of time here. It's 40 years later and people still love the songs. So that's, that's an accomplishment that I'm very proud of. And yeah, I'm very happy with, um, but us is, but as, as far as the reunion, any kind of a reunion, I would, I would want it to be up to the standards of our legacy. And, you know, like I say, I just don't know if that could happen. One final question outside of the projects that you're involved with the M machine revolution saints and the tour with foreigner this year, is there anything new on the horizon that you're involved with? New. Uh, well, the, uh, I, I am doing, uh, there's a progressive band that I had with, with Craig Goldie, uh, okay. 30 years ago. And Scott Warren also was involved and a drummer by the name of Tim Pedersen. And we, we did, uh, we, we did a bunch of music and we did a bunch of recording back then that was really great, but some of it we didn't finish. And so, um, I'm actually currently finishing up some of the stuff that I'm doing, uh, some of the stuff we did. And uh, that's been really fun. So I'm hoping sometime, hopefully 2025, I can put out this record of this progressive uh, group that we had. And I would love to blow people's minds because the music is, I mean, it's pretty, pretty progressive. There's a lot of progressive stuff going on, but I think we really, really came up with some inspired music. So I'd love to release that sometime in 2025. And that would be kind of a, um, that would be a, no pun intended, a black swan event right there. <laughs> well, Jeff, it's it's been a blast catching up with you. Uh, I appreciate you. your time, and, and thank you very oh, much pleasure. for doing this. Oh, my pleasure, man. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, that is Jeff Pilsen. You can catch him with Foreigner, probably at a city local to you, and also check out the latest singles with End Machine and Revolution Saints on all streaming platforms, and look out for that new End Machine album that's due out soon as well. Once again, I'm Jay Scott. This has been another episode of The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Thanks again. Take care of each other. Stay safe. And we will talk soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.